1: What is going on, everyone? It is me, the Lone Vault Wanderer, here with episode 145 of the Ham Radio Podcast,
0: and it's me, Carrick, with ACG. Welcome,
1: welcome. Um, again, Matty isn't here, but it's the same reason as last week. That's right, Carrick. You know more about yes. it than me. Yeah.
0: Yes, indeed. So he's... more, more out of ta- out of town doing cool life stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's kicking ass, good old Matty. But um, we've got see news this week was really interesting. There was a lot of stuff about violence in video games and and does it cause gun violence and all that but there's other pieces of news that we think we want to talk about that's a little less politically charged um and carrick had mentioned something about fallout 4 vr and he wants to talk about it um so we'll jump straight into that uh timestamps will be in the description below all the other links necessary will be there but carrick fallout 4 vr tell me about your experiences
0: yeah, so prior to the podcast, I was just adding that I you know I'd wanted to talk about it because it it isn't the gr- easiest thing to get set up, right like it's yeah. it's not it's um you you do have to do some fiddling, but it, it happened to be in Maddie's discord people were talking about what what they liked and disliked about fallout four and this morning and I randomly posted. I was like, you know what's weird is now that I've looked back at my time, which I it was explained to you the podcast I don't even want to say how many hours because that's embarrassing, but it's a <laughs> ton <laughs> and it, it changed, it, it really did change the entire way I felt about Fallout 4. Now, remembering that I was not a hater of Fallout 4 day one, yeah. I didn't mind it, I thought it was, I enjoyed it, I gave it a buy, because to me, 60 bucks, there was some fun there. I get everybody's reasoning, like, almost everything people said, it's one of the few times where I think fans all sort of have the same idea of what's the problem, like, with Fallout 4, right? Yeah. What, what exactly is that issue, but... They released the VR version. I reviewed it. I said to wait because it technically it's got some issues. But here's the thing: I've got. I'll just say this: I've got quadruple the number of hours in the VR version than the the pancake Pancake's sort of like the new slang for your 2D ver your your normal.
1: Is that the name? Um, Is that the normal yeah. version? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah that's the normie version like you start seeing it everywhere people are like
1: you playing the pan you
0: playing the pancake version i'm like no man 3d waffles over here but cakes aren't bad (laughs) yeah exactly i think they're fucking delicious so um i i just i would like to see if anybody else has tried it because i ended up having some people come over a couple days ago and i was we were showing them different games and they had seen me talk about it and they were like you know we don't want you to set up it's too hard and I was like, "No, man, it's it's set up now. Once you set it up once, you're pretty good to go. It's just that first bit." Hmm. And w- I got it running, and it was so it was so crazy because one of the guys has a lot of hours in Fallout Four as well, yeah. and he was like, "Man, this is different. the The distance to detail ratio changes when you're in the world, and what you see um, that first town uh, in Fallout Four, um, not Providence, Sanctuary, um, shoot." Is it sanctuary? No, it's the second one. Sorry, it's the one right after sanctuary, down the hill.
1: Ah, that's been so long. Yeah, go on.
0: You save the 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 militia that are there, and then they come to pro. uh, They come to sanctuary, and dude, it's. I mean, every single building, every single building became this place to explore. That's excellent. It yeah, and I see this all the time. A lot of people are talking about is VR failing. Is it doing well? PSVR went on a huge sale. It's only 199 bucks right now, which Oof. is, even though Fallout 4 is not on the PSVR yet, it's still interesting because Sony sees it somewhat as a success. They've done yeah. okay. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things where I don't think it's going to be, it, it, it's obviously not a platform that, it, it's not like a PS4 release where suddenly everybody's buying a PS4. Hmm. It's more like, I've got some extra money and I want to y- see games in a different light. And, whether it be Skyrim, which I wasn't a big fan of, or, 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 or what have you, it is odd to me that when I was playing Fallout 4, and I was so intimately aware of what Fallout 4 was prior, that it changed that much in VR. I mean, it is it, it was so different to experience it with all the proper settings, so you felt as tall as you were in real life. Hmm. And to just walk through it, man, it was it, it was it's it's so fun. I mean, it's so different so, to so play you, that. You
1: mentioned there that you didn't really like Skyrim. Now, I, I mean, is that Skyrim and VR or just generally? Yeah,
0: yeah, Skyrim and VR. Okay,
1: so what's the, what is the fundamental difference between VR Skyrim and VR Five Four? Because the only <laughs> um, at least Bethesda vr game that i've experienced is skyrim and while it was very cool and like one of the coolest things that i experienced was just swimming under the water i was just like yeah. this this is insane this is awesome i did walk away from it thinking all right now could i put up to 100 hours into that probably not so w- what are the differences between skyrim vr and fly vr
0: I think the first thing is one's on PC, one's on PSVR. PSVR is very blurry. It's a Skyrim
1: resolution. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a resolution. And then, and then you add in the fact that the controllers for a VR like mine, which is Samsung Rift Vive, they're made for VR, but you're using the move, which is ancient. And, and I just don't think, even if you play a game with a controller, it just, you want to experience it. You want to grip a gun or a sword and when you can't do that or when it doesn't work exactly right um i think that's one thing i think skyrim also i, I think graphics and resolution do matter in vr they have to be at least somewhat crisp and skyrim's was just so blurry that it, it made me sick and wow. so that was one of the major problems i had with skyrim as i tried to play that so many times well that was the one i don't know if i i thought i told you but we had the party we had yeah. eight people here all, all eight went home sick all eight <laughs> oh, in a row. No shit. I, I had people like laying on the floor and it looked like the only thing they could do was breathe or they were going to die because they were God. so ill. And the, the reason is, is moving to the side. There's human brain doesn't really work that well when you strafe in VR. Your brain doesn't see that movement very well. Hmm. And Skyrim, you just happen to use it, you know, bows and arrows. I think the difference between VR to be brutally honest skyrim and fallout if you ignore all that other stuff is that guns and Mm. the reason why or ranged right there's it's you can still get up close and personal in fallout vr but the vat system just works in vr when you you get it set up it's it's so fun to go in that slow motion and and use your vr controllers to like aim perfectly at a foot or a leg like there's something that's uh, just one step above And I think also Skyrim is just a little older, a little clunkier. Mm -hmm. It's already got interface problems with its menu things that, oh, and the Pip-Boy, dude, I'm telling you the first time you grab or or you're playing Fallout 4 VR and you turn your left hand and the VR or the Pip-Boy appears on your wrist. It's pretty fucking epic. I I could imagine
1: that'd be pretty cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You're just like, whoa, I'm, I'm sort of here, you know? So I just wanted to bring it up because I think that, uh, you know, it'll, it'll never be the big thing but it is cool to experience a game on another platform and have it change so dramatically.
1: So, so I, ha- I have to, uh, this is another question, and another issue that I experienced with Skyrim VR, the whole how you walk and traverse through the world. So this was the yeah. click and point transport system. And look, that was fine, but the only problem, and I could never understand why they did this, they tied that to how much, it was like a meter that, you gradually used up as you kept transporting when you were playing Skyrim. It was almost like yeah. AP in Fallout 4. So how does that work in Fallout 4 VR?
0: You can choose. So you can do exactly what you're saying, which I hated, where like it uses stamina in some weird way. Yeah, it was and, stamina in yeah. Skyrim.
1: That's right.
0: Yeah. Um, in, in Fallout 4 VR, and maybe the same in Skyrim, because I don't remember, but in Fallout 4 VR, you can move normally with your thumb pad, um, okay, or good, good, Or you can, you know, do this teleport. And some people use a teleport to stop from being ill. Makes total mm-hmm. sense. Fallout 4 does something a little different. Um, it uses the science of peripheral vision, which is basically, if you tighten the peripheral vision when you're in VR, you, for reasons, you know, there's various different reasons why this happens, you get um, less sick. And so... Wow. What, you can adjust this binocular view i guess so when you move forward fast it sort of blurs on the the edges of your screen and what it does is it just tricks the mind into feeling a little less like what's happening right yeah. at this moment you yeah. know and, and, and what and,
1: is the resolution with 54 4 vr on the the vive right that's what you're playing it on mm-hmm. Uh, I was pl- I was playing it on
0: the Vive. The big difference has been the Samsung Odyssey. Okay. So the Samsung Odyssey is 1440p technically. Right, They've right. got a weird resolution. The um, the Vive is lower than that. It's like, a, I, I think the Vives are, I think the, if I remember right, the Rift and the Vive are just the 1080, the typical. Um, and I will admit that I think that resolution matters so much that the change, because I had Fallout 4 VR hmm. and I played it on the Rift and I was, interested in it but you could see the pixels on the screen the samsung yeah. is just enough of a step up to where that's very difficult to see
1: yeah and, and to be honest that's if, when if, it mattered like the first time that i experienced it, again it was playstation 4 vr and i've played it a couple of times now if you're used to pc gaming and this is not meant to sound elitist or anything but let's say you're used to at least very high 1080p if not 1440p when you put yeah. The, the, you know the PlayStation 4 VR up to your eyes. You do very much notice the the lack in resolution and just like the the squaring around the edges and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. So it yeah maybe maybe even the Vive 2 Carrick. I mean that has fourteen forty p. I'm I think. I mean they, yeah, they the Vi- bumped that up yeah.
0: And so I was actually wrong. the The Samsung is sixteen hundred is to, uh, two two eight eight zero by sixteen hundred, and then the Vive Pro will be the same. And I think that that's one of the things that wow. people don't understand is the Samsung is pretty ahead of its time because the sequels to these headsets are only going to be that resolution, which was surprising to me when they announced it. Cause I thought it was going to be a much higher resolution, like the Pixima or whatever it's called. Yeah. There's like a Pimax Pimax is the other VR maker. Um, but yeah, resolution dude. I mean, it's, it's, it's sad that we get accustomed to something, but it's a little like taking a, a game and putting it on your cell phone or whatever. Yeah. It, if you're ex- if you can't or google uh what is it google cardboard yeah the vr where you put it you know it's you put your, your phone in your, your yeah. face yeah i mean it's it's like the only thing it really mimics i think is the movement other than that it's it's so close and so graphically so low res hmm. that it can really be bothersome and so the samsung i've been blown away with it also has less wires so so, so here's there's the less, question
1: you, then i mean every about. time i've had a discussion with someone about vr they always talk about, oh, VR needs a, a killer app. Now, I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. I don't I don't think that a big game and a really good game coming out on VR is really going to change the market in, in that much of a fundamental way. However, I will say, do you think that Fallout 4 VR is the killer app or is at least, you know, one of, if not the best games on VR at this stage?
0: No, no, because Fallout 4 has too many issues getting it set up, right? I right. mean- It's so weird, dude. You buy the game and you you put your Vive on or you put your Rift on, you put your Samsung on, and the actual scaling of the world is wrong. I don't know how Bethesda Mm. fucked that up. So you have to ini file. You have to actually go into an I fi- ini file. It well, you sounds don't have like to, a Bethesda. Game. But yeah, it sounds like but yeah. What am I saying? Yeah, there, there you go. You should, it's almost like you should have your ini you know file open before Dude, you even install. You, you one need
1: of these a, a shortcut on your desktop. Like I, I recently yeah. installed both Fallout Three and New Vegas, and you know you always right. have to change ini files. It's just it's part and part of the course with the Bethesda. It game. really is. It's it's so weird and
0: um. I don't think it is. I also don't in any way, shape or form believe that it needs a killer app. I think that yep. rarely in history has any platform other than make, maybe the SNES with like a Mario that people talk about. Has that really ever bore, bore out? And I think when you look at games that are amazing, without a shadow of a doubt, Maddie would agree if he was on here. But Resident Evil is Resident Evil 7 on PSVR, despite it being low res is yep. being fantastic. So it's, it's a game had, made for VR, game. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, I, I, I think it's just, it's, it, I, on all honesty, it's cost, dude. I mean, the PSVR just now went to one ninety nine, dollars which is your, uh, what, you know, what we always joke around is the casual purchase price. Yeah. Um, originally, you know, these systems are coming out. It's why I told people not to get the Vive, even though I owned it because it was so expensive and I liked it, but it's like the price it makes, it doesn't make sense to a normal consumer to look and go. I'm going to spend a bunch of money to ha- possibly hack my Bethesda game to get it to like what? I mean, mm. at some point they they're not meeting the consumer halfway. Like if I'm going to make you play VR, then I need to at least have my game running, right? But yeah. a lot of VR companies aren't doing that. LA Noir is also fantastic in VR. I have to admit. Really? They, they Rockstar released uh the VR Chronicles which is a bunch of cases that are that can be played in VR.
1: I actually know um, some of the people that worked at least on the audio of that VR game here in Australia. Oh, gotcha! yeah, gotcha. yeah really interesting. Oh, of
0: course, right, right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So,
1: no, it's... I forgot.
0: I forgot you played Skyrim, so you weren't a big fan then of Sky I mean you were <laughs> but you, you weren't in love with it when you played it on PSVR.
1: Um I again, there were some cool little moments like the first time you pull a bow and arrow and the first time you swim on water, mm-hmm. but the transportation killed me. Like, like mm-hmm. legitimately, I think that was a game break. Like, if, if it wasn't tied to stamina and you could just keep doing that to plow through the world, I think that would have been great. But you, you run out of stamina and then, and then you can't transport that fast. Like, you're walking through very, very slowly. And I'm just thinking, okay, I would just rather, a, a, you know, a keypad or whatever and just walk through normally. Um, and, and just see if I got sick. I don't think I would get sick, to be frank. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was the transport that killed me. But aside from that, I mean, you know, just swinging a sword was fun. Shooting the bow and arrow was fun. Walking through was fun. You know, resolution issues aside. But yeah, I think I would still prefer playing it on my PC. And right. I, I think for me, that's one of the main issues about VR because I'm so time poor. It's a substitution question. You know, am I going to play this or am I going to play that? And I think in almost all instances, at this stage at least, maybe until the Vive Pro comes out, that'll change. But at this stage, I think I'd always rather prefer playing a game on a big TV or my PC.
0: I would agree. Yeah, I would yeah. I would definitely agree. Like that, that makes, it makes complete sense and you're not the first, uh, you know, person to say exactly those words. Like, do I want to grab a headset out and strap it to my face? And my fiance, wife, husband whatever sitting next to me and here i am you know looking like some borg and it's like yeah yeah a lot of times people just don't want to separate themselves from that and they don't want to wear something heavy for multiple hours and it's one more extra thing to do Mm. and yeah i get
1: sometimes it's just the ease i mean maybe i've been um i don't know really teased with the benefits of switch you know like I, I can sit right. down next to my fiance just play switch as she's watching netflix or play on my playstation 4 and she's doing something on the computer like that just mm-hmm. ease and accessibility and not having to you know change all those settings or whatever even though you kind of experience that on, on pc but um yeah i i think that's still another barrier for me personally to be uh, Did did you see you know the youtuber crow crowbat crow cat I, I can't yeah, remember yeah, Crow.
0: Uh, Crocat. Crocat. So I, I yeah, I, Crocat.
1: I made a video about VR and how I thought that you know for me it wasn't um it wasn't there yet. And he featured my voice clip in that video of his. Uh, so that was oh. pretty fun. And it, God, everyone has told me about it. But I still think I feel the same way about about VR. And I yeah. definitely see the potential. And to be honest, I've said this from day one: the true potential of VR and AR and MR is not in the game space. It's in the serious game space. It's in health, education. You know, medicine, all that kind of stuff, police training, whatever it is. Yeah. But in terms of games, yeah, I, I would still need to wait for prices to come down. I would still need to wait for a much bigger library of games and, and then we'll see. But at this stage, man, I'm, I've got my PC, which is pretty much covered with my Xbox games. I do have an Xbox that if there is, a, is ever an exclusive that I want to play, then I'll just pull that out. Then I've got my Switch yeah. and PS4. Like, what, what else do I need? Like, c- covered off pretty much.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, and I think that the platform question comes up regardless, and and no matter what, we've talked about this, no matter what system you're thinking about getting, you look at what games are on it, and you look at VR, and you see, um, you know, I've heard people say, oh, it needs a VR-only game, well, I can say, honestly, the best games so far have not been VR-only, they've actually been ones that, you know, like a Resident Evil, which is just, it is awe-inspiring when it comes to how it handles its VR, just fantastic, but um, money is such a big, I mean, God damn, like a hundred and you, you have so many caveats for the tech. And then <laughs> yeah. you say, also, you need to pay us twice as much as let's say an HD TV on sale during Christmas. That's that insane. is a, a yeah. hard sell. Yeah. You're, I mean, you're asking somebody to foot up some serious cash and I love elite. I will never play elite on a pancake version on the 2d <laughs> version ever again um the vr version is a mate war thunder amazing in vr but man would i never tell somebody to go get one like it would never it would never come into my brain to say you need to run and get one i will show it to them but there's no way i would want that on my side like
1: yeah so it's a final question then like what do you think is a palatable price for vr because bearing in mind obviously you would need a pc for it too unless you know it somehow comes to I don't know, maybe the PS4 Pro could be getting or or allow a better PS4 VR headset, but what do you think is a good price for VR right now? Because I think in Australia, it's still hovering around the $900 to $1,000 mark, Um, but let's say for the Vive or or the the Oculus or the equivalents, what do you think is a good price in the US for VR? uh
0: probably the 199 like but it would have to be better than the psvr's uh, resolution
1: yeah and that'll happen in time like as they improve tech as parts become cheaper as manufacturing processes become much more efficient it eventually it'll drop down in price to that i mean just remember how expensive game consoles and games were back in the 90s you know what i mean like it'll, it'll come down eventually um but yeah, any final thoughts on that? Or Because I, I was saying, we were speaking about PS4 and we might as well move on to all the games that I've been playing on that because I really want to talk about uh, Horizon Zero Dawn and also a little bit about Last of Us.
0: Nope, that was it. I just wanted to bring it up because it was an interesting discussion in your guys' Discord, in, in Maddie's Discord. And then um, I think that especially when you look at like where they're headed now and the next... You know, this year or next year, they got to re- announce another game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what they do. It like do they do they do a VR version day one? Do they hold off? It, it'll sort of, I think, indicate where where they're headed because Bethesda's one of the biggest backers of VR, and I don't think people really think about that. Yeah, but they, as a main company, they are definitely probably the biggest and largest big backer.
1: Yeah, but which has been really really interesting, like. I, I would love to have been a fly on the wall in those meetings to see why Bethesda went down that route, whereas so many other publishers and developers haven't. Um right. I, I just would love to have understood their, their rationale, but it's probably something we'll we'll never really know uh yet anyways. But I wanna talk about PlayStation 4, Carrick, man. There there's so many great exclusives on this thing. The the first thing that I played was Last of Us, and now I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn, and I'm kind of just making my way through the big exclusives that you expect. Like I do want to play Uncharted Collection soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Shadow of the Colossus. Like I've got a bunch of nice exclusive games, but Horizon Zero Dawn. It's such a beautiful looking game. Like would you would you agree with me on that? It's just so fun, especially on the PS4 Pro. I'm I'm having a blast with it.
0: Yeah, it's one it's easily one of the best looking games. Did you get the um the DLC for it? The Frozen Lands?
1: Uh so I don't have that yet. I'm just playing my way through the main game. Do you recommend the DLC? I, I
0: recommend you get it as soon as you can because it it's a side mission, not an end mission. Right. So it, it's much and it also adjusts the weather effects in the game. Like it adds real deformable snow in some places and and it it adjusts some things and it improves some things. So I would certainly suggest if, you know, regardless of what level you are, that if you're thinking about getting it, you just get it because of the way it sort of mends into the story. And it mends quite well. It's I wouldn't say it's seamless, but it's closer than most games, you know, Interesting. when it comes to matter of fact, it's so close. I'll, I'll tell you this. It's so close. Some people had issues finding the DLC in the game. Really? They were like, yeah, they were they were confused about how to activate it. And they didn't realize it's activated. There's just a special NPC or three or four of them. Actually, yeah. So what do you like? I mean, uh, what? I I got a question. What do you like? And then also, did you have an issue with the camera at all?
1: Ah, okay, all right. So I'll start off with what I don't like. Um, The camera, yeah, it is a bit odd at times, and I I don't want to blame this the game too much because I think it's part of it is because I don't really like third person games. It's not that I dislike them, but I would almost in all circumstances prefer. Uh, a first-person experience. That's why when I end up playing Evil Within 2, I'm probably going to play in the first person and not third person. Um, so, I, I don't want to blame the camera too much for that. And But I will say, especially when you're in towns, the way it zooms in on you and it's almost like Aloy is in the center of the of the screen... Sometimes it obstructs your view in terms of what you're wanting to look at ahead of you, so that's a, that's a little bit strange. But when you do go out into the wilds, it zooms out much more, and it's much mm-hmm. less of an issue for me. Um, the second, actually, no, you what? This is my biggest issue is the voice animation. The game in every other aspect looks phenomenally <laughs> beautiful. Even the right. like the faces look amazing, and I don't know what it is, but in some instances with the NPCs, like. Their lip and you know voice animations, it just doesn't sync up nicely. And with Aloy, for some reason, it's just particularly worse. For some reason, when she speaks and when her lips move, it just doesn't. I I don't know how to explain it, Carrie. It's it's like there's too much teeth, and also as well, the lips aren't moving enough. Sorry, enough where like. When she's saying the words that she's saying, you expect your her lips to move in a certain way, and it's just it doesn't fit it's really, really odd. Like, did you experience that
0: yeah it i I think I even joked about it looking like two uh, like it looks like they have two forearms for lips sometimes like everything just is flaps weird and moves weird, and the teeth thing is funny that you said it seems like there's too many teeth or whatever yeah it, it actually does it seems like sometimes they have the i think the term I could be wrong, but I think the term in, in, term in modeling uh, of 3D graphics is called, like, attenuation. But they turn it up or down, and it seems like sometimes it's too high, and so the lips react to the smallest sound a voice actors. Yeah. Know. And then other times it's turned way down, and they're
1: numb from the cold. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you and their lips are barely they're... moving, and you're like, wait, did yeah, you just right. say that? And especially for, like like, words leading up to bigger words, like, if they want to say if, for instance, and say if blah, 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 it's almost like their lips don't move for the word if, and it's already preparing itself for the next word. So I, yeah. I don't know how else to explain that, but yeah, it just, it, sometimes it really catches me. But for some reason, I, as I said, for Aloy, it's always seemed worse. Like when I'm speak, speaking to Rost, for instance, like what the, one of the main characters at the beginning of, mm-hmm. of the game, like I didn't have an issue with how his lips were moving and how he, his voice animation was done. But with Aloy, it was just, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to rag-, rag on it too bad because it's its honestly not that bad. But sometimes I really do notice it.
0: And, and of course, I think you notice it because everything else, like you said, is is, is so good. beautiful. It's like everything's leveled up and somebody didn't level up intelligence at the same time. You're do all, as <laughs> a fucked up
1: character. And, and you're looking <laughs> at their faces. Like, you're looking at when Aloy and whoever is talking, right. like, the facial structure, the detail, it's phenomenal. It's beautiful. It's just when it comes down to the lip animation, it just doesn't work, and I and I yeah. don't know why that is. And I googled it; It's just had a sheer curiosity. And there's a lot of other people that agree, um, yep. but it's it's by far it's not a game killer for me at all. Like it's a very very minor inconvenience. We've been putting up with it for years in Skyrim and Fallout, so it's not yeah. like something that was gonna say, "Oh, this is a crap game," because it's not. Man, like the the writing in that game, the way how almost every character. And every little side quest or mission that you do, there's some sort of, like, not a big important story, but at least they're compelling in some sort of way. It's, it's not like AC Origins, which I just played recently, and it's kind of a similar open world game where sometimes you feel like you're just going through the motions when you're talking to people and, and when you're doing little things to help out. Um, like, mm-hmm. sometimes, it, like, the story, side quest just didn't seem important and the writing wasn't that great. But with Horizon Zero Dawn, man, Oh, I I love it. Like I I will listen to every single piece of dialogue with every person because I'm fascinated as to what they have to say. I think everything lent itself really nicely. Also, I would
0: say that Origins somewhat was a surprise in this in this element, but the world is so interesting there's there's a lot of open world games that aren't super interesting to explore their world you do agents of mayhem yeah and it's like after five minutes you're all mm-hmm, all right whatever like it it just doesn't work but dude something about horizon fucking lit my fire man i mean the first time yeah. i was playing i was just like this thing It it's not only that it looks stupendous it's that the developers and gorilla, if you they've got a GDC video, and I, I tell right. everybody, if you want to understand tech, go watch this video because they talk about the engine. But the engine, little things, like most people don't realize that if you're on a prairie, you'll see rain before it ever gets to you because it's traveling with the clouds, and they actually modeled that. So you don't get that instant rain, like in most games. And it's the attention to detail of the little things that make me go, I want to go to the skyscraper that's obviously, like, you know, millions of years old or whatever yeah. that's fallen to the wayside. Like I want to go there. And rarely do games really make me think that.
1: Yeah. But oh I will say though, like while the world is very beautiful, like sometimes I don't get that urge to explore like I might do in Fallout. Like I don't know what it is. Oh, but, interesting. Yeah, okay. yeah. It, and it's not like a bad thing. Right. Like, I, I would still want to go and explore different areas, but when I play Fallout, I get much more of an urge to explore through a building than I do in Horizon Zero Dawn than to like mm. just go mm-hmm. to a different area of the map, and I, I haven't really been exploring in like the, the ruins or like, caves or anything like that, if there are that many caves, I don't know. Like, I've been, mostly been outside killing machines, going into big towns and stuff. Like, I, I haven't gotcha. been getting that big urge to explore as much, uh, as much as I do in other games. But still, have you gone to the main city? yes the, i have where
0: okay Wait, hold so I,
1: uh, is it meridian you're talking about or another one
0: it's the one where you're traveling across and it goes into the desert no i haven't gone the,
1: there yet no
0: so dude the, okay. i don't even know how to describe <laughs> how amazing this is like the and this might be where i turn so i where like i i don't remember because once you pass that it's hard to remember prior like it's, it, okay. it's it's difficult to go okay did i like that or not but i can tell you this there is a particular thing where they're like, okay, the next quest is going to take you to the main city, whatever, and I can't remember the I name. I think but I'm at
1: that point. I think it is Meridian. I, I think you're. I'm, yeah.
0: You start you start running or whatever, and as you're as you're moving, the terrain changes from that lush, you know, the the green, all that, you know, the prairies, all those kind of things, to this desert. And very cool. The walk the walk is very long, very long. But you can see the city. I'm just blown away by their level of distance that they were able to yeah, do in this yeah. graphics engine. Cause, and you make it to this city after, you know, a half an hour of walking. And that was one of the most surreal and just downright impressive moments in a game I've ever had. Where awesome. I was just walking going, holy fuck, this is, it feels, it feels amazing. And I was always looking for a new creature. I was always like, "But, but the thing is, is I sort of get what you're saying because... They did not put, and people liked it for this, but I can see why some people didn't. They didn't put a lot to explore. They they made it yeah. quite clear, actually. So, the Fallout Four feels different um, than a Kingdom Come. A uh, Skyrim feels different. Sorry, than a Kingdom Come. Fallout yeah. Four feels different than this, and I think one of the big things is because Bethesda is, um, you know, the WWE of open worlds. Is shits happening <laughs> fucking all the time. Right, yeah. so I, I totally I totally see what you're saying. But what about the camera and aiming? Because I had some issues when I was first playing. In, in, in what way? Uh, I felt like I had to sweep too often. Like I would, like they they would get behind me too many times, and I would have to do the thing where it's like you circle around, you turn, you know, you have to spin. It just didn't feel like it really was sticky enough or quick mm. enough for some of the combat. And I don't remember if this was the first guys, but I do remember. Yeah, it was a couple of the first guys. I just felt like she didn't react quickly enough on her spin. And when I turned the sensitivity up, that fucked it up instead of fixing it. It, like, made it too twitchy, if that makes sense. Yeah, like,
1: it's interesting to me because I had to turn down the sensitivity a little bit because... Oh, interesting. Yeah, not not because of her general panning of the camera, more so in the aiming. Like, I found, like, the default sensitivity um, was a little bit too high. But mm-hmm. I don't know whether the experience that you're facing or the issue you're facing was that because just the the way the machines attacked you, like that's just the, how they I, were. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I think you're so I think it's how you how they were, and then combined with that camera yeah, system, yeah. It just in some people that works for them. Other people it doesn't. It's a Dark Souls a, a little bit mm. in some ways, where it's like things are trying to get behind you, you're trying to get behind them. I just couldn't get it to be sticky enough to where I I felt like I could keep that enemy always in my Screen somewhere, and yeah. so there were those times where, they, like you said, how they attack, they would do the leap, which I love. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. some, sometimes, I was just like, man, I wish this thing would just fucking sort of do what I want it to do. Yeah, um, there's
1: no tether to the enemy that you're focusing on, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And it just I, the way it moved felt weird. I just yeah. don't know how to describe it. I don't and, know. And a lot of games, I think Last of Us that I just played has this where you can focus on an enemy. And your camera will kind of tether itself to that enemy, and and I think I do like that. Like I understand what you mean when there's like four different machines and they're all leaping at you, and you don't know who to <laughs> yeah, focus right. on. And right. you know what? Maybe this was their intention because it does yeah, make for an true. intense battling. But dude, like because they take so much damage from you, you're like constantly keeping your eyes filled and thinking, "Oh shit." But yeah, no, I I, I think for me a little bit more that adds to the tension and that makes the battles a little bit more difficult. Sure um but again like i still have just general issues with third person like i would love to have seen this game um just in a first person perspective or even like skyrim allow us to swap i can't i really do wish games would adopt that a little bit more and i know it's hard um but where you can swap between third person and first person because i get why in horizon zero dawn because like the facial like the the faces look Mm -hmm. so good the uh the armor she wears and the clothes Aloy A-lo wears—they're really interesting to look at. Um, mm. And sometimes when I'm looking at conversations, I'd just be—I'd be fixated by their faces because I think they mm. look so pretty. Um, right. But yeah, I-, I would still prefer a, a first-person expect perspective, but I can see why it's not done that way. Like when I was playing Last of Us, it's also third-person, and I kind of got over it. But mm. yeah, that's just my personal uh, opinion, anyways. Did you see? Uh, I can't remember
0: because we we've talked about this with Maddie over and over. But um, Enemy Within Two, did you you did play it or didn't? No, it? I haven't. Okay, so they re- they just added a first person mode, and I'm telling you right, right now, if I had played that game for review, and it was in first person mode, I'm not saying I would have raised the score, but I would have probably been a lot more positive about it. And yeah. I I do not demand ever that they need a certain camera, but there are some games when you do get that chance or you hack it, you know, cause sometimes, you know, some <laughs> camera hack or whatever and you do it and you're like, what the fuck? This is exactly what it needed for, for me. I would agree Definitely. with you. I, yeah. I would really love it if some, if people were uh, or not people, but developers were a little more open to just saying, okay, you know, first and third person, um, is fine. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I get it because it's Aloy. They're like, we want, we want to show her off because there's a cool character model. She's very and cool. Yeah, she's main yeah. story character. Yeah, she's awesome.
1: Like, and I will be fair. Like, that is the one benefit of um third person when you know you can change your outfit and you can look yep. at this really cool character with fucking awesome hair. And she just, you know, like she is really. I don't, I don't think relatable. Maybe relatable is the right word, but I, I just. I've fallen in love with her in, in terms of how you fall in love with the character. Like I just, I, I'm really behind her. I, I, I love how confident she is with her with her bow and arrow and, and enemies. Like just some of the conversations she has and looking at her face when she's saying these things. Um, when the characters are like or like whoever you're talking to, they're like, oh, there's a lot of uh, corrupted um machines there. You don't want to go out there. And then Aloy's like, no, I'll be fine yeah, yeah. She, she's yeah. just so fucking confident and badass i love it um and, and, and so i get why oh dude machines so interesting isn't it
0: yeah it it it's cool too because you, like you could go a long time without realizing you know all the different weaknesses you have to go into the HUD and sort yeah. of look at the lore and you start picking up you know like the turtle characters that are that drop the big pod thing i mean like it, there's always somebody weird and then once the game starts to really Unlock, which you—it sounds like you probably haven't got to, but I mean unlock as in your encounters. You start really encountering groups that are different. So you get two of the fast runners, and you get a big, you know, whatever, and you're fighting them, and then suddenly you accidentally have aggroed one of the, you know, Robo Tyrannosaurus Rex, whatever the fuck, (laughs) and it's it's that moment where I think third person does show scale a little better when like you see that you're barely as tall as a toe or something. You're like, oh. i didn't realize it was that big until it was like right on me so um the monsters dude they're there there's something the chrome and blue neon i mean i'm a sucker for that shit anyway isn't it yeah
1: and and like speaking of those tall um all those big machines i think they're called tour boys or they have a similar name anyways where you have long necks long necks that's the one where you have to scale them and then um take control of them at the top uh, yep. I, I think third person works much better in that regard. Like, I completely agree. And that's why I just wish where you can swap between those two perspectives. Because sometimes you do want to see, you know, as much of your view as possible. And you want to see right. Aloy and stuff like that. But, yeah, dude, like, those machines, man. I it's, it's such a novel idea to treat machines like they were animals. Like, you look at the different machine types, and it's like, yeah, one's definitely a deer, one's definitely yeah, right, like a, like right. a dog like the scrappers are like dogs digging in the ground mm-hmm. you know and and then you got you got the uh long necks which is kind of like a, an old dinosaur with like maybe like a giraffe or you know uh yeah what are those dinosaurs with the really long necks i, I can't remember stegosaurus now. stegosaurus yeah that's right
0: Stegosaur- uh, brontosaurus sorry brontosaurus.
1: brontosaurus um and then like they have the like, they're just really big and they have long neck like this game i don't know what it like, i don't know See, I haven't got to that part in the story yet, so I'm just speculating as to what these machines are and stuff. But they could have easily have gone with regular animals, and they did to some extent with the bulls and stuff, but they could have easily have gone with regular animals. I I don't think anyone would have complained, but it just just makes the combat so much more interesting, right? I think it also...
0: whether it be the telling of story through animation or what have you but i i think that they do a pretty good job with mimicking because because you just picked up on something i don't think i did actually but you just said these the scrappers are like dogs and i was like wait they were but for whatever reason (laughs) my brain i just didn't make that connection but their their animations literally are and i think what that also does is they tried to have that duality of like well she she lives in this world as a natural state and, and the machines aren't really attacking anybody for the most part. They aren't, they're mostly doing whatever machines do. And then you're like, going to fuck you up. (laughs) You know, it's this weird dichotomy. And so the animation tells a cool story of a little bit of animal innocence where you feel you, you, you take out one of those enemies and you're like, ah, you know, like it's fun and you want to, but at the same time, you're you sort of question it, a little bit like Shadow of Colossus, let's say, where you're like, what am yeah. I doing right now? And, and you to know, be honest, am I going to find out?
1: I mean, e- even when you corrupt uh, uh, an animal and mm-hmm. you're riding them, and then they end up getting killed because you keep putting them into battle. Yeah, f- I feel bad. Yep. Like my my yep. my fiance <laughs> was sitting next to me, and she was like your little horse needs to be repaired. Can you repair it? I'm like, I don't think I can yet. I don't know if yeah. that's a possibility, but she didn't want the thing to die. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of feel bad for it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They Gorilla, knows, I mean, who would have thought, dude, if you had sat me down and said what developer who's developed good or mediocre first-person games yeah. was going to develop Horizon Zero Dawn, it certainly would have never in a million years had me say Gorilla games and <laughs> it's um it, it, it's it's fantastic i suggest anybody who hasn't got a chance maybe doesn't like a female character i get it whatever you may dislike or like i i certainly have told multiple people you should check it out anyway at its cost it's hmm. not it's 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 now um uh, lower so anyway a little bit discounted anyway yeah. and i certainly tell people they should you know see if they can at least look at it because it's an experience that's pretty unique when you look at the other games an Uncharted yeah. or what have you.
1: And, and I really do think that a lot of people will like Aloy as a character. Like, I've just... I, I don't know what it is, but she's really... Again, relatable, I don't think is the right word, but it's like you want to root for her and, and, and want her to do well in life. I don't know why yeah. she has that quality or charm about her. And I think a lot of it has to do with whoever voice acted her because I think she's done a great job. And I really wish I knew yeah. who it was. Um, but yeah, really good game. I'm having fun pa- playing it. I I can kind of see... like I, I want to uh, touch on one thing. Some of the side quests, like clearing out a bandit camp, for instance. The first mm-hmm. one that I did, at least, it wasn't just like, oh, clear out a bandit camp and save these people. You, you found this person who, I don't want to spoil too much, but essentially this guy loves to kill bandits, right? Yeah. And that, yeah. And they, okay. Yeah, I know. Who right. You're about. Yeah. And th- and they built the story of clearing this bandit camp through that character, so right. it wasn't just completely bland. Like it actually had a purpose behind it. Like, ah, oh, man, I-, I love this game's focus on character development and storytelling, and then everything else just falls into place. I-, I think it's. I think it's great.
0: Yeah, I think they. I. I think they did a really good job, and I think it might be some of the best DLC I've ever seen for a game.
1: Now we're gonna play um, it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I it just like it's one of the first times where you see this DLC. I it it actually started a, a whole new series on my channel because yeah. of it. Because it, it, it where it was like ten cool little details, and I've seen this in tons of games, but they did some pretty crazy stuff. And I can't wait till you win or stop playing whatever, so we can talk about it because there's one very very particular. I get well, hmm, yeah. I don't even say. There's there's something very cool about about the storyline. Okay. Even what you should be noticing probably by now that when all is said and done mimics some other very popular games and, and I think there's a tie not a tie-in um, in real life mm. between IPs but there is a very almost spiritual tie-in between what's going on and another game. and okay. I, 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 I think it's insanely cool and I brought it up, and the writer for Horizon Zero Dawn just uh, gave me a wink, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> "So I don't know if that's true Love or not." It. But uh, the dude, the new deal, just get the DLC because it just mends in. It's perfect. Right. It's it, and it works.
1: Okay, cool. Um, so let's move on to just buying and uh, well, buying PCs in general, but also buying PC components. Like everyone knows at this stage, cryptocurrency mining is just going crazy, and as a result of that, GPU prices are going through the roof, particularly for NVIDIA's latest gen um, GPUs, so the 1080s, 1080Tis, 1070s, 1060s to an extent, but I haven't seen the price increases as bad with the lower-end cards, but... You know, prices are just shooting through the roof, and people have been saying that, well, it's actually cheaper now to buy a pre-built PC because all the costs are contained, you're still getting a good GPU, and you're getting all these other parts. And also, mind you, like, retailers are saying, well, we'll sell you this GPU at relatively close to MSRP... But we'll, you also have to bundle it in with something else. And that's right. another way that they can kind of distinguish between people that are interested, genuinely interested in PC, game, gaming PCs, and people that just want to get a GPU for cryptocurrency mining. But you were saying something, Carrick, about how people have been buying pre-built PCs and then selling the parts at, at a profit.
0: Yeah, there's a, a, there was a couple forums where there was a bunch of threads and so, and there's a couple stores online where... They were looking at the price and they were like, if I buy this pre-built, um, because of course the pre-built get their video cards at a different, in a different like line in a different way right, than yeah. your retailer. Yeah. So, so they're cheaper. And they were like, if I, if I take this out, I can sell it and actually make a profit of like 100 to $200 depending on when and where and That's to insane. whom I sell it to. Yeah. yeah it's. And then you, and then what's, then you have people with a bunch of spare parts, but you also have those companies saying, well, shit, if you guys are going to do that, then should we, I mean, we would love for you to just get our stuff at whatever cost, but you know, there's some hubbub. It's like, well, should we raise our price by 50 to a hundred dollars? Even you'll still make money if you want to do this. But I think there's a lot of weirdness and I know you and I. I, I own some crypto coin, but I, I don't like what it's doing to this, you know, what we're seeing right now. But yeah. what is weird to me is, and I can't, I'm going to tell you, I just don't feel comfortable with any retailer saying, we're not going to sell you something. And it's happening here, even in my town, where they're like, you can't buy a video card unless you do this and this and this. And it makes me, there's something very, to, like, almost like Black Mirror, about that they mm. like, you know it's like well we get to control what you can buy it's not money anymore it's us in a weird way it's a social tag are you a crypto miner or and i get it because people are going to get mad i'm not saying it's that people should be able to buy them and ruin the market i'm saying it's creepy to see some retailers say you can't you you just can't unless you buy it with other stuff or you sign there's a, one of the stores here has you like sign and you can't buy more than one or two. That's what happens with medication. I mean, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, like, right. that's, you know what I mean? That's yeah. just that's a little odd. Um, but you just got a new PC. Did you were you lucky Dude, enough to I... get in right before this happened? Carrick,
1: I literally got in right before this happened. So I mm. I built my like I built my PC but had the store um build it for me. So I picked all the components. This was in December of last year. And I was mm-hmm. literally like, a month before all this cryptocurrency price hijacking happened. Where, for example, the GTX 1080 Ti that I got increased yeah. in price by 350 bucks, And yeah. that's in a month. Like, I just bought it the month prior. So, when people are like to me, well, uh, ha- has GPU prices gone up for you? And I thought, well, no. You know, maybe Australia is in a bubble. And then I just searched back on the- literally the same um, retailer that <laughs> I bought it from. The the price had increased and you can only buy one, so it literally says in red one per person. And I'm thinking, dude, if I had just waited a month, I would have have to have paid like another three fifty for this GPU. And that's like that's like the price differential at regular cost between like a GTX 1060 and a GTX 1080. Th- that's how yeah. big the price increase is. And I was I was mind blown to think, man, like. I I know like there are laws around retail resale or retail price maintenance where mm-hmm. someone like Nvidia can't say to like the retailer you have to sell it at this cost. They can have a right. recommended price but then the retailer can do whatever they want. I never thought that those laws would backfire because now <laughs> that's exactly what's happened, right? I mean, yeah, it is. you know, it cryptocurrency is. mining has happened and retailers they're the ones taking advantage of this and Nvidia's like That's true. Well, Uh, it's illegal for us to set price because we can't do that. But now gamers are suffering the consequences.
0: That's true. I didn't even think about that. And I got my TI and made $100, by the way, because I sold my 1080. Yeah. So I made $100 by selling my 1080 normal and fucking then buying a ti i got one at a reduced a little bit of a reduced cost but because it was already rising i just happened to make the switch just like you at mine was i think in november or december where yeah. i was like oh, i might get a ti for vr and a little bit higher frame rate and i fucking just slipped in and was like i just made a hundred dollar profit and i have Inside. the ti it it's sad i didn't even think about that the laws and and that's i think the problem not with laws. I don't want people to go <laughs> crazy. I was just about to say that, but it, it is the it, it, I think it's the problem when you when you have this kind of situation comes up that is world defining. And mm-hmm. cryptocurrency, make no mistake, is going like that'll be something that when you and I get older, it'll be almost like the internet was to me, where okay. I lived in a world pre internet. It will. In, in five to ten years, it's going to be one of those things where you're going to be like, you lived in a world pre-cryptocurrency, yeah. and it's going to be odd to see how it fucking just changes tech, how it's sold, like the tracking. I mean, all this stuff won't stop. It's mm. not like cryptocurrency is suddenly going to change. And so it's, it's not going to get, I don't know if the term would be better, but it really isn't. It's going to continue to be this way for a while.
1: Yeah, and what I think is going to change, because I remember it was before NVIDIA released their 1080 lines um of, of graphics cards. But beforehand, GPUs were actually like the second preferred device for cryptocurrency miners to actually mine coins. It was yeah. there was something else and I don't know the name, maybe you can tell me Carrick, but there was another kind of device just above a GPU that was much more efficient at mining coins. But then NVIDIA released their 1080s, yeah. so 1070s, 1080s, etc., cetera. And suddenly, cryptocurrency miners were like, well, these are actually pretty good at mining coins. So now we're going to swap to those. And I think the only way this is prevented is if that old way of um, mining coins suddenly re- regains um, popularity. For whatever reason, right. but I don't know enough information about that. I don't even know what the bloody devices were called.
0: Did it's you- not risk um, or ASCII. There's a. It might be no. There's. It's. It's something like that. There's a particular. Because uh, I actually have one. They're little box. Back in yeah, the day, yeah, you could yeah. buy a box and it was a Bitcoin miner. That's and right. This was. Yeah, this was pre like Nvidia, or pre anybody writing programming. I guess that allowed for the GPU. And then I still remember going to work one day and they were like, somebody figured out. How to get an you know an Nvidia at that time to to do crypto mining, they were like it's four times faster I mean it was and that was with an unoptimized jump you know mm. when somebody's like uh, you know trans translating DirectX and openGL or something and then all of a sudden we just have these huge jumps um i I would say that we'll also see some crypto coins be CPU uh, you know bound yeah. where they're CPU bound. Yeah. And then people will be a little bit more hedgy. Do you know what I'm nervous about? And I am not. I want to make sure people don't think I'm an eco warrior. But the idea of pumping that much energy out, because if you hear people talking about the energy and I'm like, where are you going to get that from? We were already, you know, there was already like questions on how energy reliant we were going to be and where we get it from And, and this has put, like, an insane stress on even just infrastructures of some locations. And, it's and, that, be and that was saying
1: that the energy used for Bitcoin mining was, like, more than the country of Finland or something, like, crazy yeah. like that. Like, that's <laughs> yeah, insane, that's dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's, it, it's it, ridiculous. we live in a weird world.
1: But uh, here's the Are question, you... right? I mean, oh, yeah. I know eventually there's going to be a point where you can't mine any more Bitcoin. I don't know how far that away that is, mind you. Right. I think right. it's like 2040 with the estimates. Maybe I'm way off there. But I know there's going to be a point where, you know, Bitcoin, no more mining. But there's a lot of other coins as well, like Ethereum and Litecoin and Dogecoin. Yeah. I can't remember, believe that's a thing. You know, that was started off as a joke. It's, it was literally some dude in Australia and he sold all these uh, things for like millions of dollars and gave it to charity. And he's like, yeah, I didn't expect it was going to get this big. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he doesn't know. Yeah, but um, sorry, what, what question were you going to ask me? I was just going to ask you if
0: you've ever done it no um or have ever had the desire okay gotcha
1: no never done it never even had the desire like look i i can i get the the point of it like i know why people want to have bitcoin but i just I can't be bothered man i like, there's there's no interest there for me personally
0: yeah right so yeah i i,
1: I think i i think i get it and i think i
0: i understand that as especially as we go a little farther um and, and more technology comes out and people start you know where the cards become even harder to get there will be some kind of there there's got to be something that comes forward and like sort of slows it down yeah. because at some point you're just like okay great hook up a nuclear furnace to my backyard because i've got eight thousand, you know 1080 uh, 1080 ti's running <laughs> and it's yeah. just and and then you're cooling it, too, right? Yep. So you're probably using energy to cool it. And uh, it's just really interesting to see gaming, which you would have said a, a couple of years ago wasn't ever going to be affected. Yeah. Like, you'd be all, well, why would that ever be affected? And now you have browsers hijacking your CPU power when you go to, like, Pirate Bay or whatever. Mm. They have all these nefarious um, extensions for Chrome where people found crypto coin mining in them. Isn't it crazy? Uh, And it used to be, it used to be the domain, sort of like hacking. It used to be the domain of the intelligent. And I don't mean to say that in a bad way, but you had to be hyper intelligent. You had to figure the programming out yourself. And now, dude, you go and you download the program. You just download a program. And and, and and I had to get the name of it
1: because I didn't remember it before. So beforehand, they they were called ASICs, right? Application specific. Oh, okay. Yeah. Integrated circuits. So ASICs, were much more efficient at mining bitcoins and yeah. other uh, coin cryptocurrencies than graphics cards, and then GTX 1080s and stuff came out, and then they over they they surpassed ASICs. Or maybe it's one of those things where they're both still very useful, but maybe the the supply of of ASICs is just way under the demand. So miners are like, well, you know what? GPUs are pretty good equivalent, so we're going to start yeah. buying them. I think it, it's I don't think it's just one answer here. I think both of those things kind of happened. And yeah, maybe we need to get to the stage where just, maybe, okay, just have, uh, maybe it's not NVIDIA, maybe it's a retailer, but just sell GPUs in bulk because people buying a PC, they're not buying (laughs) GPUs in bulk. Like you would buy two at most for like 95% of people. I I can't imagine, I mean, you know, I said 99 because who's buying three GPUs? Right, right right i mean i i like sli for two fine whoever's doing three and four like you're probably mining bitcoins anyway so yeah yeah, like, on the side you're playing you games and now mining yeah, yeah, your, <laughs> yeah, your computer's that powerful but look it does suck it really does suck and you know what i i just for the sake of completeness i want to go to so i i purchased my uh, pc from a company called m wave they're pretty big in australia um mm-hmm. and yeah, GTX ten eighty Ti still at the price, still at three hundred dollars more. Actually, you know what? They went up by another fifty bucks. There you go. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. Christ. yeah. I I want to make sure people
0: understand. I mean, you you may be rich. I'm not. Fifty bucks is a lot to me. And it is a lot. You yeah. S- When you start figuring out ways to like mini max your, you know, these things and be like, if I buy this, I can get to it and blah, blah, blah. Pretty soon you have people who are affecting the market because of that. So it's, you go into the market and you're in the market because something happened. And instead the market is doing things because of it. Like it's this full circle, Simba circle of life, weird shit that's (laughs) going on. It's, it's crazy. It'll be interesting to see, like I said, in a couple of years, it's just going to be really interesting to see does somebody hack the Xbox and the PS4 uh-huh. and they're like, hey, guess what? These crypto mine on the side. And I, w- I mean, it's nerve-wracking to think that that's possible, but it's very possible.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's just so. it really insane to me that... some, like, Because, you know, GTX 1080 dies you have different versions of them. Some of them will start from 1200 Australian, which still might seem expensive to, to some of you in the US, but they are Australian. There's one... Fucking graphics card here, and I don't know how much it increased by, but it's nineteen hundred bucks. Could you? Jeez, you know, like Christ. that's a lot of money for fuck. That's own. a car. That's, that's a, a good car. cheap car. Yeah. For God's sake. Anyway, I'm gonna get angry if I keep thinking about this. But suffice it to say, I was very lucky, Carrick. Okay, I I, I got in. I built this PC before this shit, and and I, I will say, if this had happened, I probably would have gotten a regular ten eighty or maybe a ten seventy Ti right because of yeah. these prices cuz 300 bucks is a big increase you said 50 is is a lot so <laughs> 300 yeah. is six times that so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty insane but um any final thoughts on that
0: yeah i'm in shock right now cuz i just looked at the price of my ti and it went up 600 bucks <laughs> Holy shit! I I have not looked at the prices oh, for a little while. That's I insane. see that there's a PNY GeForce 1080 Ti that's only one. Well, okay, I say only a thousand. Remembering I I think I got mine for seven hundred or six fifty or right. or it was it was somewhere. It was certainly minus a good two to three hundred dollars of that one. And then I'm looking at some of these others, twelve hundred, sixteen hundred, nineteen or. Oh, there is a 1900 That must be somebody taking advantage of Amazon. That's uh, ridiculous. Uh, Sixteen. Uh, the Titans are super expensive still. Um, but yeah, anyway, sorry. It just that no, completely shocked me because you brought it up, and I was like, oh, I'll just look at Amazon. And I'm looking <laughs> at the price going, what the fuck? Yeah, so you and I, we made out like bandits yep. because we got lucky in our timing.
1: Absolutely, we did. Um, I, I was smart. Like... I was smiling, but another part of me was like, I feel really bad for people wanting yeah. to get into PC gaming. So, like, if you are looking into PC gaming, maybe look at a pre-built PC. I used to have right. a pre-built PC. The, the only thing that I will say is get one that's not a small form factor because you'll be really restricted <laughs> in what you can yeah. upgrade. Like, literally, with my old Alienware um, pre-built, I could only get graphics cards that were shorter than 10 inches long. Yeah, yeah, so- <laughs> that weird graphics card requirement. Oh, dude! So I was like, oh, I can get this GTX 970, and all the 1070s are out of my range because they're all 10.5 inches. It was so annoying. Yeah. So <laughs> right. if you do get a yeah, if you do get a prebuilt, make sure it's a big case, or equally get whatever one, and if you know how to move it into a bigger case, just do that yourself. So that's true. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually thinking about doing that with my old PC just just so I can get the experience, but you know we'll see. Um, so, Vermintide two. Carrick, you wanted to talk about this. I'll let you take it away, but you've been playing this game because it's in beta, is what you said? Yeah, it's in um, beta for,
0: per- for purchasers, you know, anybody who's pre-purchased. But this morning I saw a website, and it-, it looked to be official, that was at that time giving away free ones to anybody who just, you know, asked. Like, I, I think that might have just been the developer saying, hey, we want some more people playing. But it's, it's like Left for Dead. I don't know if you played that. I can't remember. No. Have you played that loan? Okay, um, I, I guess you could say in a way it's a little bit like Borderlands. Then it's a, a you know a loot you're, you're getting items um, okay. when you defeat the level in this versus them exploding with items like in in some games. But it's just based in Warhammer for uh, sorry Warhammer um, Fantasy Roleplay, which is Games Workshop. So Warhammer Forty Thousand is the main one you always hear about, Space Marine and all these games that are out. And then this is their fantasy version of their world. And it's it's awesome, man. It's just a party-based game. I just spent about four hours. I loved Vermintide 1. It had some issues, but this one, um, it, it, a lot of people aren't, you know, old fans coming to the new game. There's a lot of things that they want fixed, which I totally understand. But the beta itself, to come off a of kingdom come, loan, hmm, to come off of a game that, that barely runs sometimes. And you're just like, I just want a normal frame rate in this game to play... Vermintide and it's I was recording at 4K, playing at 4K and streaming to Discord and it was still running at 60 frames a second or above. And I was mm-hmm. like fuck, this is nice. Like it was so nice awesome. to not have that be the issue, right? Um, but it's fun. You just, you pick a class like a dwarf, uh, uh, um, various different types of humans, an elf uh, magic user and and you go out with your primary and secondary weapon like a, for the dwarf, it's you start out with an axe and a shield and um, it's just one of those spawn games. So like a Left for Dead has an AI that watches you play and then says, Okay, it's been a little quiet, so we're gonna spawn a mob, right? We're gonna spawn some bad guys. And that's sort of how Left for Dead became popular was it, it you would bump into a car, the car alarm would go off, which would then cause the AI to say, Okay, we're gonna release some zombies. But what happens here is you're fighting Skaven, which if you don't know what Warhammer is, it's basically giant ratman and they're they're incredibly popular in the warhammer rule uh world probably one of the most popular like races because of how evil they are and the cool thing is is the original vermintide did this as well it's one of the first games other than zombies which you'll sometimes see but where the 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 enemies can crawl out of anything because that's what they're known for in the game world so you'll be like running along and they're crawling up along the wharf docks behind you from under like they're coming out of sewers and stuff there's a there's just a feeling of you never 100 sure know where they're going to come from and left for dead did that as, as well i don't want to pretend like vermintide's the only one but there's a feeling of kinetics with the animation too when you hit somebody your sword or axe stops it doesn't like skyrim you know it doesn't go like goes through them yeah. and they fly off and um it's it's just so fucking fun it's just brutally over the top tons of enemies you know a hundred scaven on screen at any one time it'll be its first person and it it's just one of those games that I think it's coming out um March 8th but it's just one of those games that I sort of like because they don't require I don't want to say no thought but they don't require a ton of you know horizon zero dawn sometimes. I know what it just requires. Mean, yeah you know what I mean and it requires a little more mental fortitude at times and sometimes you just want to turn something
1: and just on and shoot play. shit
0: nah. and shoot shit yeah and nah. and it's and it looks good to boot which is always nice and I, I enjoyed the shit out of the first one and I'm so happy to see a second one there's wow. there's a couple issues but yeah I'm just excited man I, I'm so happy to see us getting into the busier time of the year too yeah, and that's, it seems like March is rolling into that
1: yeah, dude, like, we're starting to get, like, at least news of the games coming out this year come out real fast, yeah. so, like, I'm really looking for. I don't know why, don't ask me, I'm looking for- really forward to Bio Mutant. I just, it just looks oh, like... Oh, oh, the yeah. trance, the, the, the like, the you can be any type
0: of creature game?
1: Yeah, 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 I don't know why, yeah. it just reminds me of my days with Ratchet and Clank, so I think I'd have right. lots of that, but yeah, you know, you're right, like, we are getting into that busy period, and this year's looking alright for gaming.
0: Yeah, it's a different year, though. Uh, We were talking about it in Discord. It's hard to describe what kind of year it is because... It's strange. It's strange, yeah. And maybe it's because last year a lot of us would have considered, I think you and I have talked about this, where you sort of consider last year one of the premier years, I guess, overall, if you you take everything into account. And this year isn't bad because it's got Red Dead, which is going to probably explode yeah but it's it's these other games that you see and i to me that's it sounds really weird but to me that's why i think i like these years better because i get to experience some titles without the fucking hubbub that comes with a star wars battlefront 2 there was so much political and and rightly so but so much political bullshit so much um uh, you know, uh, just overall microtransaction shit. So much gameplay questioning that you—it was hard to experience it. It yeah. was hard to just experience it, numb and and play it.
1: I will, I will say, do you remember how we did that podcast where we pretty much we, we said that twenty seventeen was a really good year for gaming? So many people disagreed with us in the comments of that video, and I I don't know why. <laughs> I'm still so. Did confused.
0: They... And weren't they also bringing up another year? Because I think we might have, of course, they might have just been argumentative, but I think we yeah. might have also said, yeah. I think we might, they might have felt we excluded, um, 2004, is it 2014, which mm. we hear a lot about, or 2012, there was, there, I, I do think I remember going in there and seeing a lot of people be like, yeah, blah, 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 you know, this is a, but the thing is, loan. they don't, if they don't have a switch,
1: let's say, they're that, not going to experience right. Rabbits, you are right? Or Zelda. Or Super Mario Odyssey, like God right. damn, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, so with that's you.
0: like that's that's a le- one entire leg, and I'm not saying people should run out and buy it. I'm just saying that's one entire leg people miss, and you're you're experiencing it right now with the PS4. You're like, I'm finally getting to play some of the exclusives,
1: dude. Absolutely, and like if we had that discussion when I would played Horizon Zero Dawn, I would have been even more giddy about 2017, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And like, there's a bunch of other exclusives that came out last year that I still want to want to play. Dude, just the PS4 is an exclusive machine. I, yeah. I, I cannot wait. Just I, I'm literally every night playing an exclusive game on that thing, and, and I'm loving every moment of it. But Nier. anyways, I can't remember. Did you ever play no, Nier? No, I never played Nier. But Nier is... That's not exclusive to PS4, is it?
0: Well, it's ex- it is PC. Sorry. Oh, it's PC. So it's PC, PC and yeah, there you go. PS4, yeah.
1: yeah. Cool. Um, but let's talk about the support of old video games like Master Chief Collection. This was a topic that you wanted to talk about, Carrick. so I'll let you start, and we can get into it.
0: Well, I just was surprised, like, that game, dude. It was one of the first games I reviewed, for Christ's sakes. Hmm. And it was it was a disaster. Yeah. I mean, it was a legitimate disaster. And to see Microsoft be... I, I don't know whether people... I, I firmly believe that they should have released it correctly the first time because it is Halo, which blows my mind that they let it... They let it release in the absolute terrible form it was in, hmm. but games as a service, there is a couple positives. And one, we see division.
1: Yep.
0: In you know doing better, Siege, uh, 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 Rainbow Six Siege is doing incredibly well, and people are really seem I to be know, really happy with yeah. that. It's just a different time, man. It's it's weird to see it, and it's weird to see Microsoft be like, "Hey, what do you guys see about M- Master Chief?" I had to look up what MCC meant. Because I couldn't even remember. <laughs> they were like, what do you think about MCC? And I was like, fuck, I have no... Co- what? What is it? Like, is it a processor? And then I was like, oh, Master Chief Collection. I got you. Marvel gotcha. Cinematic...
1: So, uh, yeah, shit. yeah, exact Character-verse.
0: <laughs> character um, But do you play... Well, first of all, I guess my question to you is... Are you... Do you like the idea... No, I don't want to say it like that, of games of, as a service. But I guess, are you surprised that we're seeing this kind of Switch? Or did you sort of already expect... Um,
1: okay, So I think MCC is a little bit of a different case because I I don't want to say that that was a game that was dead and now it's been kind of reinvigorated because of the Xbox Mm -hmm. One X. To an extent that has happened, like I remember reading an article recently about how the Xbox One X was essentially a new start for uh, Halo and Master Chief because they released a a pretty big update or several big updates with the Xbox One X where now that game I think is running all right now like i think it's a solid experience um but when you talk about like rainbow six siege and and a bunch of the other ones those are uh, overwatch or or whatever it is those are relatively recent games or at least games that like are still very much the main focus of the studio gta 5 for instance like it's an old game but that is rockstar's last game right yeah um i don't think you could say the same about it was microsoft studios with mcc is that correct
0: three four uh three four three
1: yeah 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 and and I think they've moved on to something else or I, I don't know but anyways like the the amount of people that were playing that game and the amount of attention it got it was just nowhere near to the stage of GTA, so it very much fell off the map and even at right. that stage Microsoft is trying to reinvigorate it in regards to your question about games as a service I mean it's I know it's become it's become a buzzword but I feel it's become a little bit too synonymous with loot boxes and stuff because that's certainly not what it is. Like games as a service is meant to mean one online multiplayer games that receive a lot of support. Two single player games that get a lot of expansions. Like very much so, Witcher Three was games as a service because it got expansions. Okay, like that. That's my personal opinion, anyways. Like some people might disagree, but I think any game that keeps getting supported past launch, especially with big expansions. That I think that is still considered games as a service. And I know, I think it was Ubisoft that was criticized recently for saying that we're going to treat AC Origins as games as a service. But what they really meant was we're just going to keep giving big expansions to it. So that's one of the problems when you create these buzzwords where the issues become conflated. And especially with all those controversies with loot boxes, people just instantly attach loot boxes to games as a service. And I, and again, yeah. fundamentally, I think they're two, they're, they're related concepts, but loot boxes may fall within games as a service, but it may not. I still think they're very mutually exclusive, or they can be.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess they, I I, I think they can. I think it's probably just, they came up maybe at the same they, they, they rose in popularity as a term maybe at the same time. And so they I just sort so. of get connected. Yeah. Um, I, I it, it just seems it's interesting to me because we've talked about this before. It's like how, when does a company move on to like their sequel or whatever? And then when does a company say we're going to, we're going to do siege, which I believe somebody, well, for example, destiny, they're like 10 year package for these three games yep. and people, some people were happy, but some really weren't. and, mm. It, it and they sort of want the iterate they want that iteration they don't want the same thing being changed they want a full package change yeah. and i i just think it's going to be interesting to see if you're seeing a major company microsoft another major publisher activision ubisoft a couple of these companies doing this like it's not all bad a lot of it is i get why people have an issue but it yeah. it it is, it is unique to see somebody look back and go, yeah, we're just going to fix like Master Chief or we're going to fix Siege instead of all those initial purchasers losing out on their cash. Yeah. Like, and it's hard for me to argue against those people.
1: No, and, and I get it. Like I, I know that there are negative aspects of games as a service, but fundamentally, I see that as you buy a game day one and... It's going to be supported as long as the developer wants or the publisher wants to support it, right? Yeah. Like ser- yeah. service means you're going to get keep getting something out of it. You might have to spend money. You, like there might be loot boxes, but it's not all one and the same. It's it's a very it's it's a problem. It's a very broad concept that does not have one answer here. I mean, some can just be a, again. I would still see Fallout 4 as a game as a service. Because it mm-hmm. did, it hit. It had like five expansions, like three of them were pretty average, and then it had Far Harbor and, and the other one that I can't remember the name of. But it was like the game was being supported as if it were a service from the game's right. launch. And it was getting support for several years after the game was launched. Whether or not you like liked the way that that was executed, I don't think that's a slight on games as a service as a concept. I think that was just a slight on how that was operated with that game. Right, and I think it came. Yeah, in, that's like, true. I, <laughs> I think people were saying what with Witcher three that it was done pretty well. I, I see pretty much positive sentiments with the expansions like Blood and Wine that came up for Witcher three. That is games as a service. People might not not, not not like to admit it, but it really was. If you think about it, in my yeah, opinion, anyway. And,
0: no, I would say almost all MMOs are a game as a service. Oh, and absolutely. A lot of us desire, you know, a new MMO, and and we'll play it. I will. Yeah. you know there's there so i i certainly get why people have issues with it but to me i think that it's obvious when you see a microsoft or somebody yeah. go and say we're going to do this that you're seeing what i would consider to be a, a and they've they've talked about games as a service before i don't want people to get uh to to mistake that but i guess i always assumed it would not be a game that released a long time ago yeah. and was very poorly done i like like I what you mean. siege yeah. Instead, they were like, yeah, I guess I would have assumed it would have been a new one for like, like a Gears or something. But mm. it, and and maybe that's just me being stupid. It's it's so it is cool to see that, though, because, like I said, I do hate it when shit games or games that have so many problems are released and people. Some people are happy. A lot of people aren't. And then mm. we just move on. That can suck, too. Pretty. I mean, and I think we've all had that. It's easy to be like, I hate games as a service. But sometimes i think we've all had that time where we wish the game was a game as a service because it had some issues and they just dropped
1: it yeah like you you wanted to get updated and, and again yeah. like look i i can see why people don't like the term because very often it does go hand in hand with loot boxes very often it does go hand in hand with like crappy practices like i I get that but i think still as a concept if it's done right it can be a positive thing yeah so, i would agree for yeah. sure um, so we got, I know we've been speaking for over an hour, Carrick. I don't want to keep you too long, but you wanted to talk about as a final thing, just to, to end the podcast, these new 4k, um, anti-aliasing cables. Yeah.
0: Uh, I had seen, uh, Grimblade. So I wanted to, um, make sure that I, I said his name so he, he can see that if he, if he follows this uh, podcast, but he was talking about it after I posted some links and, um, and and sort of knows the technology. What they are is anti-aliasing most of the time is done on your video card. And so mm. what this company has done is they've taken what you could. It's not going to be exact. So nobody get mad. But the easiest way to describe it is SMAA, which is a type of which is a type of anti-aliasing that is the entire screen. So they can't. They don't choose particular elements and say this will be anti-aliased, which is now the that's the way it's done now where people are like trying to be smarter with it. What happens is these these companies have put this chip in the HDMI cable and it actually does full screen anti-aliasing. That's cool. and the pictures of Odyssey. Uh, in particular, the pictures of uh, of Drive Club, the time I got to see it use it running on the PSVR, which was a little difficult to get set up, but once we got it set up, it really does make a, a big difference, especially if the resolution's a little lower. If it's a 1080p game, uh, you'll notice. but if it's I have mine connected to my switch, for example, and I yeah. don't do this for reviews, and the reason why is because it makes such a big change. I don't think it would be a
1: fair review. fair review.
0: Yeah. And they're only you can get them as cheap as like forty nine to as expensive as like two hundred. Wow. But it's I just think I just think that th- there is this really cool market out there where like that pops up. I mean, if you had told me a year or two ago that that exists, I'd be like the f- what? Like, what do you mean it? Do- it doesn't need to um see the the frame buffer like in the yeah, video yeah, car, yeah. i don't understand how is it doing this and then to find out that it's sort of like upscaling in a way but it but this one just applies you know it checks for edges and then applies anti-aliasing to them i'll have to send you a picture alone uh yeah, and i don't want to send it in chat because i'm nervous it's gonna move if we if we've got chat set up a particular way but um and it'll move the picture or anything but when you see it you're just like whoa that's in some games all right, noticeable difference in some games, not. But it, it's very cool, and I, I've seen people talking about it and wanted to know about the tech and if it's real. Because a lot of people wanted to know if that's even possible, and it absolutely is. These are chips that that's their only thing. Cool. It's a little bit like a, a an amp for a you, headphone. You should post you know, the it's comparison
1: just... pictures to Twitter. I, I think that'll be good if you can do that. Like I would love. Yeah, to that's definitely. what I'll do. Yeah, sweet. righty cool. Dude, that, that's I, I wouldn't even think about that. You you right. know what I mean, like. I love how companies, this is, they can come out of nowhere with an innovation and do something that no one else has even conceived. And you think, well, wow, that's actually a pretty good idea. Let's mass, mass market the shit out of this. <laughs> yeah. 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 That, that is exactly it. Yeah. It's crazy. And that's
0: sort of what excites me about that tech in particular. Because yeah, cool. I'm just like, so, because you can use it on your Xbox or you can use it on your PS4. And to me, we can argue about colors and HDR and all this stuff. But when somebody says, hey, man, this... Applies anti-aliasing. My brain's like, mm, what? Like how? I don't get. I don't understand. And then when you see it and you're you start reading about the tech, you're like, of course, I I get it now. That's it's cool. nothing different than let's say um, emulators. They have like certain type of edge detection and scan yeah, yeah. lines that you can add in. It's sort of like that. But yeah, it's just cool. crazy, man. Cool. It's crazy what we're gonna see in a couple of years.
1: Sweet. Well, we are one hour and about 20 minutes in at this time of the podcast. So, Carrick, thank you so much for, for joining. Uh, Maddie, will be back next week. And um, until then, take care of yourselves and we'll see you next time.
0: Peace out.